G'day guys, thanks for joining me here on another episode of Crossing the Line. Let's get straight into today's top story from Timcast. White House defends Biden's Walorski gaffe, claims she was top of mind for the president. Now, if you haven't seen the video, Joe Biden was giving a speech the other day. Uh, he referenced Republican Rep Jackie Walorski, asking where she was, where is she, is she here, uh, after the poor lady had actually died previously previously about a month earlier um makes you really wonder what's going on in that man's head i don't think there's much going on but uh, a few misfiring neurons maybe another stroke we never know but we'll get into today's to uh, top story the white house is defending president joe biden after he asked if republican rep jackie walorski was in attendance at the white house event on wednesday even though the lawmaker died in a car accident last month Biden was honouring the officials who make helped make the White House conference on hunger, nutrition and health happen when he got the got to Rep Walorski. I want to thank all of you that are here, including bipartisan elected officials like Rep Jim McGovern, DMAS, Senator Mike Braun, Senator Cory Booker, DNJ Rep Jackie. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Biden asks while attending, uh, appearing to possibly forget her last name as well. Now, we'll watch a short clip here of Twitter. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. To help make this. Now, either he's either lost the plot completely or that was a really sinister sinister thing to say uh after maybe he had something to do with the death who the fuck knows anymore who knows uh continuing on here with the story white house press secretary kareen pierre was asked about the gaffe several times during a press conference later in the day john P uh, jean pierre repeatedly stated that walorski was top of mind for biden but did not apologize or explain his confusion Watch the uh, clip here. And uh, she was on top of mind. I mean, I don't, that is, <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, that is not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there. Green, I have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president. Now, obviously she's uh, trying to cover for him, but you think he'd come out and just say he just misspoke or something like that. But uh, no, top of mind, they're going to try to start coining a new phrase just for Biden's uh, gaffes. The president was naming the congressional champions on the issue and was acknowledging her incredible work, she said. The press secretary ignored the questions if he would apologize to the deceased lawmaker's family or if the question wasn't part prepared part of his prepared marks i don't think it is all that unusual to have someone top of mind especially as there's a big event two big events today also friday that's going to occur she said when asked being why being top of mind would make biden forget that she's deceased she said i don't find that confusing everyone else does every other person who watched that would and knew that that poor lady was dead would know that that's a bit confusing and you shouldn't can't you really shouldn't be messing that up especially when her family's probably watching uh, i think many people can speak sometimes when you have someone on top of mind they're top of mind she continued that's not even a that's not a saying you're just making it up the reporter has responded by saying i have john lennon top of mind every day but i'm not looking around for him 
<laughs> oh, that's gold. Oh, that's great. Wolowski and three other people were ki uh, killed in a head-on collision in Indiana on August the 3rd, including her district director, Zachary Potts, 27, and her communications director, Emma Thompson, 28. The driver and sole occupant of the other vehicle, Edith Schmucker, 56, was also killed in the crash at the time of Biden's administration and put out a statement mourning her death. So he actually goes, they put out a statement mourning her death, saying it's a loss, and then he still doesn't know that she's dead and is looking for her. Jill and I are shocked and saddened by the death of the Congresswoman Jackie Walorski in Indiana with, a, with along with two members of her staff and accident today in Indiana, a statement began. The statement had ever acknowledged, even acknowledged her work with the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition and Health. We may have represented different parties and disagreed on many issues, but she respected by members of both parties for her work on the House Ways and Means Committee on which she served. The statement continued. She also served as co-chair of the House Hunger Caucus and my team and I appreciated a partnership with the plan and the historic White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition and Health. This fall that will be marked by her deep care for the needs of rural America. Wolowski had represented India's second congressional district since 2013. Now, if uh, you're Joe Biden and you're up there making a statement, what better way to scare people scare people into thinking that you knocked her off than ask where she is? It sounds like if you possibly thought that he could have knocked her off or kind of silenced some of his opposition. Those statements he made where he's asking where she is is pretty goddamn dark and disturbing. But um, conspiracy theories aside, Joe Biden constantly keeps making gaffes, constantly can't articulate his words. There's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with him. He needs to be taken out of office. This there's got to be something they can do. This man has lost the plot. He's falling upstairs. He's forgetting people that are dead. He's making up words like Banakaf care and true shoving another pressure, whatever the hell that means. Now, I don't know what they can do about it. Like, he's been voted in. He's got another two years to go, apparently. So, what's going to happen there? Is Carmilla going to take over? Is someone going to step in and just say, look, you've had enough, Grandpa, sit down, we'll take it from here, which I think they're already doing, because every time he makes a statement, they roll it back and say that he, that's not what he said, that's not what he means, the White House is making a separate statement. When he made a statement about uh, defending Taiwan the other day, said that we will defend Taiwan if China ever invades, the White House, whoever that is, comes and says, no, 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 we haven't changed our policy. This is what we're going to do. It's business as usual. He's the president. Isn't he supposed to be in charge? Like, who's running the show in the White House? Who's running the show in the US? Because it's sure as hell not Joe Biden. Joe Biden has nothing to do with anything that's going on besides being a puppet by the looks of it. I mean, you get the... You get those people saying, oh, thanks, Joe Biden, for the price of fuel. But I honestly don't think he has anything to do with it because he's just too far gone. Unless it's all just a political stunt where he walks out and makes gaffes like this and falls upstairs and falls off bikes and that. And then he gets off stage and he like stands up straight and fixes himself and he goes, did they buy it? Did they buy it? Like, 
What are you, what, what are they doing? Why have they elected a corpse? I mean, Orange Man Bad was a bloody, Orange Man Bad was like a real pushing point for them. But it's got to be better than Joe Biden. He's a corpse. He's a living, walking corpse. Like you could see him on Walking Dead and you would go, okay, yeah, that's a zombie. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to shake hands of people who aren't there and walks off stage into directions that people are, uh, what was it, the Easter thing the other week, where the, uh, the, a little while ago now, where the Easter bunny had to, like, usher him in the correct direction because he didn't know where he was? Like, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have let him near any of those bloody kids. You see the video there, and not to mention all of that, he's... What was it, his daughter that comes out and says he had uh, inappropriate showers with him? His son, a crack addict and stealing money from Ukraine and all these sorts. Of, like, how many things do have to line up and come out when the media is obviously censoring it? I mean, you had, you had Facebook founder come on Joe Rogan the other day saying that the FBI asked them to censor and stop sharing any news about the Hunter Biden laptop and then no one bats an eye and no one's, he's not getting impeached. He's not getting investigated. There's nothing going on there. Like what the hell, man? Something, something's not right. There's, there's, it has to be some sort of cabal, like controlling the narrative at the moment. And it's scary that other people don't see it. I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory. I know it sounds stupid, it's like a tinfoil hat thing. But when so many things keep happening, like when does it stop being a conspiracy? Like with the Jeffrey Epstein things. Like wh when did that stop being a conspiracy and become real? People still say it's a conspiracy. It's ridiculous. There's so much evidence that they could put this man away from sniffing children to having inappropriate showers with female family members, like embezzling money from a foreign country like Ukraine, causing a war there possibly. What the hell are they, what the hell is going on with the US? No one's done anything about it. The Republicans are sitting there on their hands doing nothing. And then anytime someone says something about it, they say you're a conspiracy theorist and you're a Trump supporter and your opinion doesn't matter. It's insanity. I don't get how these everyday people are just letting this go. It's going to be insane when Trump starts running or the next election cycle. If they try to push this corpse down the road to get him to run again, like he's going to turn to dust. Like, what kind of health potions are they giving this dude? Jesus Christ. Now, to the dictator from New Zealand, Auntie Cindy, she's at it again, calling freedom of speech as a weapon of war. Now, we all know where she stands on freedom of speech and people voicing their opinions that she doesn't agree with. We've seen her shut down many a uh, news conference or many an interview when someone asks her a question that she doesn't like. Uh, moving one of the videos where she moved the uh, interview inside and then would not let that reporter into the building to ask that question again. Now, she loves throwing her weight around, dictating what you can say, uh, 
banning people from entering the country at some at some points. Now she's gone and had this um, speech the other day, say stating that freedom of speech is a weapon of war. And we'll have a quick look here. The videos are just over two minutes long, but we'll see. We'll take a look. This week, we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal, but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same, to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles. Now, she's calling freedom of speech and individual thought a weapon and something that should be something you should be cracked down on that's terrifying now she was masking up and jabbing her pe people in new zealand and has only just lifted the uh quarantine and covid restrictions there they were the first over here to shut down so drastically and they pretended that they had a zero COVID and they were doing such a great job. But everyone still got COVID, except now she has gone and taken the steps to remove and hinder people's freedom of movement, freedom of speech, freedom to do anything. You weren't allowed to go anywhere. You weren't allowed to talk to anyone. You're not allowed to ask questions that they don't like. You will get arrested, pepper sprays, tased and thrown in jail as a political prisoner in New Zealand because of this woman. I remember just after the, um, just after that terrible shooting in Christchurch they had over there, the first thing I thought was, guarantee they're going to be banning guns there. Look what happened. They banned semi-automatics immediately, the fastest anything like that's ever happened, just quicker than when it happened in Australia. Now, she has been pushing this agenda, the climate change, blocking freedom of speech, all this leftist agenda for years since she's got into office. She has been promoting anything to do 
with the New World Order and the World Economic Forum. She is a puppet of the World Economic Forum. And I don't know what they're going to do about it. They need to vote her out. She, people like this have cropped up over the last four years. Main, I don't know whether it was in response to Trump or it was just something that was going to happen anyway. And they've stepped up their agenda uh, now they actually had a chance to push all their stuff with the new co uh, with COVID and the lockdowns and all that and scaring people. Just like how the FBI and CIA pushed the um, security agenda after 9-11. As soon as something disastrous happens where people are terrified and they look to the government for help, the government steps in and takes away your freedoms and your rights. And this woman has been doing it for years now. She hates freedom of speech. She hates freedom of expression. She's banning people from entering the country if she doesn't agree with what they say. And then sits there and says, I know nothing about it. I haven't done a thing. I'm a good person. Load of crap. She is a robot of the World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and you will be happy. This is the doctrine she is pushing. This is the doctrine she is paying to promote. What are we going to do as a people about these kind of people? Because there's, there's nothing I can do here in Australia, but the people of New Zealand need to look into the crap that she has done, look into where she is pushing your country and stop her from doing it. You need to remove these people from government. We need to vote them out. We need to stop people like her. And we need to stop people like Dan Andrews. We need to stop people like Michael Gunner. We need to stop people like Joe Biden. They're pushing this world in a direction that we cannot come back from. And it's going to cost a lot of lives and a lot of blood. And it's going to cost us the lives and the blood. It's not going to cost the elite like these lot. She's one of the elite. People like that are the elite, the untouchables. We can't keep, we can't keep putting up with it. New Zealand Prime Minister condemned for calling to regulate free speech as a weapon of war at the UN. It's shocking and disgusting what kind of dystopian 1984 world we're looking at here. New Zealand and Australia seem to be pioneering it. England is arresting people for making jokes. Canada, all these countries that you herald as like a free, beautiful country where you can go and say what you want is no longer the case. It's no longer the case. The only place that you can say what you want and do what you want is basically the US, and that's dying. That's The US is about to go into a civil war, if not World War Three, and we're losing all of our rights to protest, our rights to speak, our rights to even congregate, our rights to leave our home. We lost the rights to leave our home for years due to a common cold. And once we lose these rights, we don't get them back. She needs to quit. She needs to be taken out of the political running. She needs to be voted out. Not just her, but like all around the globe, all these people that are pushing this World Economic Forum agenda, that are pushing this woke agenda and wokeism, they need to be shut down and stopped. We can't just sit back and not do anything about it. We have to go out there and vote, go out there and make new content promoting our view and let people know that this is happening to them.
before it's too late. Another terrifying escalation in the war in Ukraine as Nord Stream 2, the gas pipeline running from Russia to Germany, has been hit with a explosive of some sort, possibly from Russia or more likely from the US itself. After some break, uh, some news came out the other day of Joe Biden stating that if Russia were to invade Ukraine, they would take out Nord Stream 2. This story here, size of Nord Stream blast equal to large amount of explosives, the UN is told. Denmark and Sweden have said the leaks from the Nord Stream pipelines in the Baltic Sea were caused by blasts equivalent to the power of several hundred kilograms of explosives. Kind of like a uh, possible torpedo or something like that could do that. The conclusions were made by a joint report with Denmark and Sweden, which was delivered to the United Nations. The UN Environment Program said on Friday, the ruptures are likely to have led to the biggest single release of climate damaging methane ever recorded. German authorities have also said they believe the high, highly explosive detonations were responsible for sabotage attacks on the two pipelines, the EU, NATO, and the governments of Poland, Sweden, and Denmark have all said they believe the leaks were caused deliberately. No shit. I mean, it doesn't just happen now when Russia's using it to basically supply Germany, and it's the only thing Russia has as a linchpin, as a uh, something to hold over Germany or hold over the rest of Europe. Data analysis have revealed huge clouds of methane gas are hovering over the leaks from natural gas that has been pouring into the Baltic Sea from both pipelines since Monday. A greenhouse gas observation system operating across Europe reported. The pipes were built to transport gas from Russia to Germany and only one of which has ever been activated, but both are, were full of gas, are said to be un unusable due to the damage caused by the ruptures. Intelligence sources quoted the news magazine Spiegel believe the pipelines were hit in four places by explosives using 500 kilogram of TNT, the equivalent of to the explosive power of a heavy aircraft bomb. German investigators have undertaken seismic readings to calculate the power of the blasts. First signs of the explosion were registered on Monday morning by a Danish earthquake station after suspicious activities in the waters the Baltic Sea. A monitoring station in the Danish island of Bornholm measured severe tremors. Now, Whoever hit Nord Stream 2, whoever blew it up, would need to be gaining something from doing so. So I don't see why Russia would blow it up. I mean, unless they're playing 3D chess, which I doubt, but that was their only thing they could hold over as a you know a bargaining chip for the Euro, uh, over Europe coming into winter now Germany's going to have no gas which they've decided to go with their green climate thing so they're shutting down nuclear power plants shutting down coal power plants and they're running off of what little uh, green energy they can produce which obviously isn't enough now Biden was quoted as saying this back in February uh, we'll watch this video here but. Uh, is said that if Russia invades, there will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. And uh, then it's like, how will you do that? And he said, trust me, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So we'll watch this clip here. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. 
again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. The smirk at the end, what at the end is what gets me. I mean, he's shambled together a sentence that or two there, and when he doesn't stuff stuff uh, stuff up what he's saying and what he does, what does come out of his mouth, is terrifying and escalatory. Every chance he gets, he escalates the situation to the point where no one's going to be able to come back from it. No one's sitting there saying, we all need to calm down. Russia needs to get out of Ukraine. You guys need to sign an agreement. You need to stop fighting. The only people that have said that is goddamn China. China is the one calling for peace. What the hell's going on in the world? Now, if the Nord Stream, uh, if Nord Stream is a domino, is the first domino that's going to be leading up to a larger retaliatory strike from Russia or East, uh, the uh, the rest of Europe. Someone's gonna drop a bomb, and I am seeing a lot of these stories coming up now about uh, tactical nuclear weapons. There is a lot of news coming out about tactical nuclear weapons. Of not just me reporting on it. Uh, we got story here what our tactical nuclear weapons and international security expert explains and assesses what they mean for the war in ukraine this is just one of dozens of stories that are cropping up every day now and i think this is where we're headed with the war in ukraine russia is going to drop a nuke whether it's a tactical nuke or a bigger nuke like something like sar bomber um, i don't think that'll happen but a tactical nuke definitely or it could be deemed to be a nuclear bomb because no one's going to know it's a nuke i mean when trump sent that uh moab to go and blow up i think it was isis people said oh no it was a nuke that looks like a fucking nuke i mean you're not going to know unless you're on the ground and you've got a geiger counter so for them to start pushing stories out saying that uh there's going to be a tactical nuclear weapons used i wouldn't be surprised if russia drops a nuke where does that leave the rest of the world like if they use nuclear weapons the entire rest of the world probably including china china would probably step back and say hey, hey we had nothing to do with it uh but the rest of the world would co collectively invade russia or Ukraine at least, and push Russia out. And they would be, it would escalate the situation to a point where there is absolutely no return. No one wants to see nukes launch, but I guarantee you, if that happens, we're screwed. You can't unfire that shot. You can't unlaunch that nuke. Even if the nuke didn't go off, but someone detected a nuclear missile being launched, and the media is not backing down. They're continuing to push this agenda where they want to escalate the war instead of de-escalation, which is usually what you know news sources and that should do. The only person coming out and the only people coming out and saying, we don't want to escalate this war is people on the right and, and China. 
pushing for nuclear weapons, pushing uh, for an escalation is only going to get the young and innocent people killed. All these people pushing for it aren't going to be the ones on the front lines. They're not going to be the ones getting conscripted. All these people pushing for it aren't going to be the ones in the firing line. It's going to be people like you and me, middle-aged people with, you know, a, an aversion to going to war. They're going to be sending. I mean, if you vote for a war, I think you should be drafted. If you push into a war, if you want to send billions of dollars over to Ukraine to prolong a war, you should be the one going over there to fight it. I mean, if we were invaded here in Australia, I'd, get, I'd be signing up. I wouldn't even need to sign up. I'd be out the door, guns loaded. I guarantee you so would 90% of the Australian military age males. Uh, it's hard for people in Ukraine not to think the same thing. Of course they do. They want to defend their country. Russia invading them is a disgusting, despicable act. And it wasn't just perpetrated by Russia. It was pushed to this point by the UN, by Europe, and by the US. And Biden's dealings with Ukraine have all pushed it to this point. And someone is going to push it over the edge. This Nord Stream 2 explosion, that could be it. That could be pushing it over the edge. It's just another domino. And it's scary to see how close we're getting to Doomsday and World War Three. The left's never-ending war against Jordan Peterson has ramped up yet again. Jordan Peterson appeared to cry over being the inspiration for Chris Pine's character in Don't Worry Darling. On Wednesday, controversial Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson appeared on Pierce Morgan Uncensored to respond to director Olivia Wilde's claim that the villain in Don't Worry Darling was based on him. Last month, Wilde opened up to Maggie Gyllenhaal in an interview magazine about the inspiration behind Chris Pine's villainous character Frank in her latest psychological thriller, Don't Worry Darling, the film that stars Florence Pugh and Harry Styles as a picture-perfect 1950s couple living in Frank Frank's utopian community victory. We base that character on this insane man, Jordan Peterson, who is the pseudo-intellectual hero in the incel community, she said to Gyllenhaal. During their discussion, Morgan asked Peterson if it was fair to assert his status as a hero to men that are despicable in many ways. In response, Peterson said, sure, why not? People have been after me for a long time now, and I've been speaking to disaffected young men. What a terrible thing to do that is. Then Peterson paused as his eyes as his eyes teared up. I thought the marginalised was supposed to have a voice, he added. It is very difficult to understand how demoralised people are, and certainly many young men are in that category. And you get these casual insults, these incels, what does that mean? Well, these men, they don't know how to make themselves attractive to women. We're very picky, Peterson continued. And good for them. Women, be picky. That's your gift, man. Demand high standards from your men, fair enough. But all these men who are alienated, they're lonesome and they don't want to do and everyone piles abuse on them. Incels or involuntary celibates are heterosexual men who blame women and society for the lack of romantic success, according to an Anti-Defamation League. The term rose to popularity in recent years due to online chat rooms and violent attacks made by some community members. In 2016, Peterson rose to fame in the sector after posting a three-part YouTube series 
titled Professor Against Political Correctness. Since then, his lectures and debates have garnered more than 40 million views on YouTube, according to The Guardian. His earnings are driven by the Patreon and YouTube supporters. Now, Jordan Peterson cops it from every angle for telling the truth and being a beacon in a otherwise dark and quiet community where men are committing more suicides than any other demographic. Men are harming themselves, men are lost, and Jordan Peterson is trying to be a shining light to help these individuals. Like, if someone is affected with depression anxiety, they don't know what to do with their lives, they're listless, they're not driven. He is out there pushing these people forward into a better version of themselves. He gives you the tools and the insights to show you how to become a better man, become a doesn't even have to be a man, be a better human being. And he is relentlessly attacked for it. They attacked him because he didn't want to use people's preferred pronouns because he doesn't like your speech being forced upon you by the government and being disciplined for not using their version of correct speech. He is an extraordinary person, an extraordinarily smart person. He has devoted his life and his, the rest of his career to helping people, not just men. I don't get why everyone hates him so much. The vicious attacks you see from people on the left and, lib, uh, you know, people like um, Gen Z kids on TikTok is astounding. They have no idea anything about what he's ever said. They think he's a racist, homophobic, misogynist or something like that. I don't get it. You go and actually watch any of his debates, you watch any of his speeches, you watch any of his, you read any of his books, you know, he's none of those things. He is a insightful, smart person who has suffered at the hand of the left and this wokest, propagandizing, disgusting, deceitful crowd of people that are ever growing larger and louder. And he keeps getting attacked for it on a daily basis. I would not be surprised if he is in the point of mind at some point where he self-harms and they don't care. They don't care that they're pushing anyone towards self-harm. They sit there and pretend that they're virtuous and that they are the only ones who can be a good person because they accept all and accept everyone for who they are, but they don't accept anyone for who they are if they don't agree with what they want. Now, I haven't seen anything much about this uh, Don't Worry Darling movie. I'll have to go and give it a, um, give it a miss, I think. If the director's that woke that she's trying to put Jordan Peterson down as a, a villain and a person to be demonized, I don't think I can fucking stand watching it. And honestly, if people have that kind of view on him, they're really, really lost the plot. They've really, really lost the plot. They have no idea what he's about and they don't care to learn. He's out there helping millions of men millions of people, millions of kids growing up. He's showing them how to be a contributing member of society, how to be a better person. And they hate him for it and they demonize him every chance they get. He's an astounding person who has massive flaws and 
is like everyone else has flaws and they like to pretend that they care about people and that they want to they want to accept everyone but they don't want to accept anyone they just want you to follow their group think and do what they say and don't question the narrative don't question the work agenda and people like Dr Jordan Peterson are leading the charge against these kind of psychos, against these people who are on TikTok saying that he's a monster, against these people on Twitter who are demonizing him, against these woke directors and reporters. And honestly, it's refreshing to see someone with a truthful point of view and a and someone who tells the truth for what it is, whether you like it or not, whether people will agree with it or not, or they get offended, no one cares. It's the truth. At the end of the day, it's reality and you have to accept it because if you can't accept reality, what are you doing here? Why are you wailing against the walls of reality? You can't change reality. You can pretend, you can make up your pronouns, you can make up your different astral genders and crap like that. But at the end of the day, you are what you are. You're not this imaginary thing. Reality is firm. Reality is steel. Reality is here to stay. You can't change it. And for people out there pointing that out, like Dr. Jordan Peterson, people like Joe Rogan, people like Donald Trump even, you know, they're pointing out the reality and the facts of the matter. You don't like it. Well, you're going to have to suck it up. Because you can't change the fabric of reality by wishing well and praying to your woke God and your woke religion. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Leave a comment down below, and I'll see you guys in the next video.